Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... I'm Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. Been a couple weeks again. I don't know, we, we, we should just shoot for twice a month instead of every week. Of course, then we'd end up well, doing it every month, once a month. Could be. What um, if we shoot for here, twice a week? Interestingly, I ran into a guy who's one of the knights um, here that that I know, and he is really into his, his business with his dad is kind of like um, online presence and social media and that kind of stuff. And I mentioned yeah. to him about our podcast, and he said, when you miss weeks like that because i said yeah we you know we'll go a few weeks and then we'll miss one he said when you miss weeks one of the things i read is that it's best not to say anything about it and not to apologize because it draws attention to it most people don't listen in order anyway because yeah. they're, they're they've got some kind of program that just downloads the latest ones and I, and most people won't even know it unless you draw attention to it yeah he's probably right but i still i just feel compelled to do it i i'll yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll folks. say it and then I'll I'll mute the microphone while I'm apologizing from now on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, it's been kind of a hectic two weeks. There's a there's a lot of stuff happening, but um, there are some things that happened previously that we I don't know. It happened and it seemed kind of like a small deal at the time, but I'm starting to think maybe it's a bigger deal than we really thought and maybe we ought to uh, address it and talk about it a little bit. And that was uh, Pope Francis. He was addressing, uh, let's see, a bunch of Italians. Who was he addressing? Uh, Members of Italy's National Catechism. Catechetic, catechetical. You're going to have to say it for me. Catechetical office. It sounds like too uh, many C's in a row. That's why it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, I just I can't. It's like saying banana nana. It's like <laughs> reading banana nana or uh, chrysanthemums. Um, okay. Anyway, so he's addressing and he comes out with this uh, little thing. It, he's talking about Vatican II, and I guess he was addressing the. Uh, the trads and well, sounds I don't know if like he's it. addressing the trads or just traditional Catholics. It's oh. hard to tell who he, if he's talking about people like, uh, St. Pius X crowd, or if he's just talking about all us guys who go to the traditional Latin mass and don't really care for the Novus Ordo. Oh, right, right, right. Which it would be interesting if that's who he was addressing because, um, the Novus Ordo, most people generally recognize the Novus Ordo as a failure to implement the Vatican II call for reform of the Mass in at least, Sacrosanctum Concilium. At least traditional Catholics do. It, yeah, yeah, traditional now, Catholics. Now, the Novus Ordo I mean, crowd you read the text, that, you see a, no. You see a lot of stuff in the text that that it's like, oh, we, we failed to do that. You know, for example, that, that the text says Latin is to be retained in the Roman Rite. Right. Well, you know, you don't find it most places anymore. So that didn't if happen. the Pope is out there saying, hey, Vatican II is the thing. You have to accept Vatican II. Oh, okay. Well, then I have to accept that we're supposed to be using Latin in our Mass. And only right. in some limited circumstances, allowing the use of the vernacular to make it certain parts of it a little bit more accessible to people. Now, if... We could see that that didn't happen. 
in yeah. the Novus Ordo, that doesn't necessarily mean the Novus Ordo is a uh, illicit mass. Well, right, 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 right. That's and it, yeah, and it doesn't mean that the churches doing the Novus Ordo are not Catholic. It just means that this wasn't followed the it, way it should yeah. have been followed. Yeah, I mean, and and it means uh, that if you take the Pope at his word about Vatican II, it gives you a little bit of a leverage to give some criticism to how the Novus Ordo was rolled out to the world. Right. But it doesn't invalidate it in any sense. Yeah, and it's not like we ever thought St. Martin's up the street with the Novus Ordo was infallible. Right. Their yeah. actions aren't infallible, <laughs> and what they say isn't infallible. It's just it they didn't do the right thing. And the people in yeah. charge, the American Catholic bishops, they're not infallible. And so here we've got the Novus Ordo, the way it's being practiced right now in America, which is, uh, we can see the results. The, the, there's less and less people going to mass. The church is and shrinking. Of those who go to mass, there is a smaller and smaller percent who even believe in it. By yeah, which I mean believe to, in, in the real presence. The real presence and, in about a hundred other Catholic teachings that some of them, they don't even know what the teaching is. Right. So, but we well, I guess okay. We should but at least say is, what he said. Yeah. Do you have an English translation of, of the speech, or at least some of the the major parts of the speech? I I've been I have searching part here. of it. One. He said okay. Uh, he was referring to Vatican II, um, and he said, "This is the magisterium. The council is the magisterium of the church. Either you are with the church, and therefore you follow the council." And if you do not follow the council or you interpret it in your own way as you wish, you are not with the church. Now, that's interesting. Interpret it in your own way as you wish. Well, it has to be interpreted somehow. Um, and there's only one authority that can interpret it. Yeah. And that's the church. Right. And what do we come back to? The the hermeneutic continuity. Oh, those, those hermeneutics, right. Because... What he says about the Council of Vatican II, that statement, take out Vatican II and put in any other single ecumenical council in the entire history of the church, and it's still a true statement. Yeah. That's, that's the point that we should be taking from this and, and, and the, the context within which we should be receiving that statement. Right. Um, and I, I don't, I don't really have a problem with that. I here's the thing about and I, and I think a lot of trads fail to see this. I mean, they point to the horse, the picture of the horse, the and oh and yeah, they the say, cartoon, the 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 fine rear end and the cartoon head. Yeah, and they say, see, this is this is how you're interpreting Vatican II. But the thing about that is, is it's not a point to show what the picture of the church is before and after the council. That's not what that interpretation means. Yeah, All that what, it what means is to... that that you, the church has said certain things, and we believe that the church is infallible. And so everything that came out of Vatican II has to be interpreted in a way that means, that makes everything before that still valid and infallible and true yeah and true yeah. yeah and in the manner meant before that 
Right. So those who say, for example, oh, Vatican II, well, it looks like they changed teaching, but it's really just a development of doctrine. Well, no, if, if you think you have to, to use that concept of development of doctrine in order to um, in order to explain away an apparent contradiction between Vatican II and earlier councils, it doesn't mean that that was a development of doctrine. It means that you're misinterpreting Vatican II. Right. So you go back to the original text and say, well, okay, well, if, if it means this and it's really not contradicting anything or developing it's just restating most of the most of the documents when you i well i'm not going to say that the documents that people point to as being problematic when you really read them word for word you start to see that most of them don't actually say anything right right if you interpret it through the tradition of the church which is how we have to interpret it as pope francis says there's nothing new it was it was it think of it as an attempt to take certain teachings of the church and bring them to emphasis in a certain way that now john the 23rd when he convened the council he he thought all of the all of the strife that the church would encounter was basically over and now it's time to you know, usher in the fullness of the church's message to the world, and it's going to be kind of a glorious golden age, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. I, he he really believed that's what it was. He had no idea of some of the things that were waiting, uh, some of the challenges that were waiting down the road. But nonetheless, we would hope the the hope the the intention was to take those you know certain aspects of the church's teachings and and present them as a special focus for the times not to develop any kind of new doctrine. Right. Um, so I I have no problem with what uh, Pope Francis said along there, because right. he's yeah. right. No, we, it is... He says a lot of things that are really stupid, but this, this isn't quite one of them. <clears throat> I guess... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess someday we ought to do a show uh, that kind of go over the Pius X objections to Vatican II and why oh, the, uh, some the of these objections of, yeah. aren't really, they're not very good objections because yeah, we should do that sometime. <laughs> the thing is we, they, we, um, we've we, popes have tried to bring them back into the church. And it's very obvious at this point, they don't want to be a part of the church. Instead, they, I, I'm not real sure what they want. I think they want the church to say Vatican II and everything about it was wrong. And that, I, I can't see how they would think that could happen. Yeah. that's Or maybe suddenly it's like, oh, wait a minute. We were all wrong. Why don't you guys elect a new pope or something like that? I, yeah, right. I don't know it, what it, they want. It's not realistic. I don't know why they think they're still Catholic when they reject the church. Whether and I'm not talking about the church's dogma because they're the first ones to point out that Vatican II did not define dogma. So if mm-hmm. it didn't define dogma, where is your objection to it? You still have to, if it directed you to do something, you still have to do it because um, not everything the church says is dogma. I mean, if, right. And most of what was in Vatican II was expository, not. Um... It didn't in, include any kind of disciplinary directions. It was 
Most of it was expository, just explaining. And a few things were sort of call to action, sort of like, like Sacrosanctum Concilium that called for a reform of the mass and said, okay, we would, you know, like to see the mass reformed along these guidelines. And, and right. I think there may be a couple other documents that are in that vein. Most of them, however, are just, okay, here's, here's a thing explaining this aspect of the church, you know, the relation of the church to other religions, uh, the dignity of man and, you know, different right. things like that. Um, so not really anything even disciplinary. It's just a, it's a restatement of already existing church teaching with the focus that the council fathers thought were important for that particular time in the church's history. And the, you know, what, okay, they wanted a new mass and they gave guidelines for that. And later it was obvious they didn't follow those guidelines. Um, now for the English mass, some of that has been not, not like nearly enough, but some of it has been resolved. And admittedly, there were problems like misinterpreting the words of consecration. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the, uh, they had, there were the, the whole, uh, International Committee on English and the Liturgy. They were kind of yeah, sent they, back. I kind of think of it as they were, uh, they handed in their assignment, you know, their, their Latin homework to translate something. They handed in their assignment and, and the teacher said, okay, I'll take it for now. And then he got around finally to grading it. He said, nope, you got to go back and redo this. Yeah, like, like that's 50, kind of what happened years to later. Them, like schoolboys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, it's possible. It's my argument, and I know you've got an argument for this or against this that maybe most of the English-speaking world did not have communion. But oh, during that time, we should debate that sometime on, on yeah. another episode. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is that they changed it. They rectified that part of it. And there are still plenty of other things that are not rectified. Um, but it, it was still Vatican II called for them to do this. Now, yeah, it's not when they called for the church to do this, they didn't, it didn't, uh, involve dogma or doctrine. There was no, they didn't issue any kind of, uh, article of faith, but that doesn't mean that they're not binding. Um, right, right. There was, there was a, a plan laid out. We need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this should be done. Um, when Christ said to St. Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now that might've involved, uh, defining doctrine. But when he said, everything you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven and everything you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. He wasn't saying you can write doctrine for us because truth is truth. No matter St. Peter couldn't write truth. Truth is truth. Yeah, it's he, already he there. He All he can do is define truth it. that doesn't exist. He, he, he conforms to truth under the, the power of the Holy spirit, but the binding and loosing has to do with discipline, right? He can say, you have to fast on good Friday. And if you don't do it, there's going to be, there's going to be an eternal consequence to that. Well, I guess there could be an eternal consequence there could, to that yeah, because there's, there's a, it would be a mortal sin a, and a spiritual consequence that can become eternal. <laughs> right. That would be the better way to say it. But, uh, that's, that's what the binding and loosening power is. And that's why even though the, 
Vatican didn't define any doctrine, it's still binding. And it's right. it's something most Catholics should know. Um, so, so then later, go ahead. Well, I was just Would, thinking, you know that, that Timothy Gordon is coming out with a book on the documents of Vatican II. Yeah, I've, right? I've heard him talk about it. Um, when he comes out with that, we ought to sort of review that book on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, do a do a book review. Um, we haven't done one uh, of those. We've done a couple of movie reviews. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I'm actually looking forward to that. But hasn't he said it was coming out like three or four times? Oh, and I've is, never heard him give a date. Hasn't though. this book been uh, uh, postponed once or twice? Or maybe I'm thinking of something. <laughs> oh, else. I don't. Know. I might be thinking of something. I don't know. Else. But I do plan on getting that book when he comes out with it. So uh, that'll be interesting. Now, not long after uh, this, Pope Benedict does a interview. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on around this interview saying this doesn't sound like something Pope Benedict would say. I don't I don't know if it matters if – look, this happens all the time um, – you get an- questions for an interview and you don't necessarily answer them yourself. You assign someone, not us, but people who are oh. important, uh, yeah. have someone <laughs> write the answers for them. And it kind of doesn't matter if you really said it or not. What matters is if you, if you sign your name to this and say, okay, yes, this is what I think. Then of course in the interview, um, the, they're claiming that he was there in person speaking and his voice was this way and he looked this way. So, but, um, if that's not the case, if he's okay with what they wrote, then I don't see how that matters either. But he, right. I guess there were conspiracy theories about why he retired. And yeah, that was he forced to retire and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and he says, no, he did this, uh, he did this and he's, he he said his conscience is fine. First, is, that's the that is one weird thing because he he said uh, why refer to it that way? Maybe he just meant that I did it with with full consent of my own will. Well, that was first he like was that. talking about consciousness. Oh, then he talked about his conscience. conscience. That's well, weird. he said both. First he said conscious, then he yeah. said conscience, and I the thought, well, up there that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I guess I don't know what we're to make of this. He also talked about Joe Biden being a practicing Catholic. Um, it's a shame that a pope would say that. I, yeah, that he just legitimized all of those, those, uh, Catholics who pretend to be Catholics, but, but want to make abortion legal in America. And, and now all of the, the, uh, Catholic Democrats who want to vote for them are going to believe mistakenly incorrectly they're going to believe that they can vote for people like joe biden and nancy pelosi with a clear conscience right and it's um it's it's accurate to say that voting for someone like that is sinful it's there's an argument to be made that it uh gets you booted from the church it could be yeah i mean depending on the the level there's a a automatic excommunication for certainly directly procuring an abortion but the level of complicity in 
that. So you're voting for someone who's who you know, you're willfully voting for someone who you know is bound and determined to keep abortion legal and available. Um, okay, I, I, it seems to me that you're certainly complicit in those abortions that are happening as yeah. a result of that then. so Especially that, when it's someone who, who, who preaches, who says, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I believe that women should be allowed to kill their babies. That's... Yeah. Doesn't doesn't seem to me like there's a whole lot of of out or wiggle room there. Um, other than the fact that maybe ignorance of what you're doing, <clears throat> sorry, ignorance of this might excuse. I don't know. Yeah, I, people become a lot more ignorant when their pope doesn't direct them correctly. Yeah, right. There's there's a uh, if your shepherd is is misguiding you, uh, maybe maybe there's a little bit of of culpability there or a lack of culpability, but, uh, or at least mitigation for it. But, uh, I guess you know, we can Jesus, hope for that. I would hate to think we can all hope, these people are going to hell, but you know, Jesus said the, you know, when he, he made the comparison, the analogy to the, um, <clears throat> to the, the town guardians, uh, I forget the exact words, but basically the people whose, whose charge is to watch out for, enemies of the town and he said you know if the enemy cries or if the uh, the watcher cries the enemy's coming and the town people ignore him okay they're gonna die but the watcher's not going to be responsible for their deaths but if the watcher keeps silent the people in the town are still gonna die yeah only now the watcher is responsible for their deaths yeah i mean it it's you know scary. to me i think jesus gave gave a uh a lot of uh, very clear indication that um, the, the you know it's a it's a spiritual work of mercy to admonish the sinner, um, and you know I, I when our bishops are failing at that the sinner is still a sinner but now the bishops have right their fate on you know on their hands yeah you know one of the problems is that so first of all the bishops become complicit but. It's harder and harder to find excuses. Maybe 500 years ago, a Catholic who was just doing what their bishop says might have some kind of an excuse. But with oh, the Internet right. today and the the vast amount of information that's out there, it doesn't take long to find it. Uh, no, no. If you think that it's okay to vote for a pro-abortion candidate— you're not. it's not because of the research you did. It's because you're hiding from the truth and you don't want— to yeah. know the truth so yeah it, when you it, say well see my bishop supports joe biden well that that's not that's not seeking the truth that's rationalizing your own failure that goes back to what we talked about in the last podcast when in concupiscence when when our intellect becomes subject to the will it gets uh yeah it gets scary yep that's that's exactly what it is yeah that's a good point way to tie that in so uh, that's what's going on on the spiritual front. Now, yeah. tying in with that culturally, we've got some kind of goofy things going on here. Um, first of all, there's a child now who has three dads and no mother. On his birth certificate, there are three fathers listed. In reality, he has a father and a mother. That right. still hasn't been done away with biologically speaking but yeah the is this the united states or is this in europe somewhere 
this is in the U.S. Okay. I well, don't remember I mean, where. I Probably California. That kid's, but I that don't poor know kid's where. going to be messed up. Um, I, I just feel sorry for all the kids of, of uh, you know, even just same-sex parents, but now three dads. And it's yeah. that way on his birth certificate. Uh, you know, th- these kids, we're, they're just going to be so messed up. We ought to do a show about that because I, I've heard even strong Catholics come in the defense of the idea of gays adopting children. And huh. I don't know. I, I think five years ago, maybe some people could kind of rationalize it. Well, they're just people. But we see where all of this leads now. And all the things yeah. that people warned about five years ago are actually happening now. Now we've got a kid and, with three dads instead of two dads. <laughs> and next week it'll be a horse and a dad. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I mean, what's what's to stop? I mean, even if you – the thing is, these kids are going to be complete – they're going to grow up with completely messed up views about human relationships and how they work and how right. – you know the sexes relate to each other and and stuff like that i mean it's like it's one thing for some people to just go off the deep end okay you know some people are gonna go do that that gay thing and and go live that lifestyle okay get out of mainstream society go to your private clubs go go away hidden do your thing underground whatever all right and 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 maybe even decriminalize it but now you're bringing it out into the mainstream and raising a whole generation of kids to think that highly abnormal stuff is normal. And guess what? Those kids are going to be the ones who are most subject to things like like pedophiles and stuff, too, because they're already yeah. going to be conditioned to think that stuff is normal, which is not. Yeah. I, and, and so when, uh, you know, you've got a, you know, a, 11 year old girl sitting there and she's got two dads and they're telling her, Hey, everything's fine. And then uncle Remo comes over and maybe touches her. She's well, everything's, hey, everything's fine. fine. What, what difference yeah. does it make? You know, exactly. Um, yeah. These are the kinds of things that happen. And it's, it's a small example of what happens. The problems just get enormous until you've got this situation like in Sodom and Gomorrah where, uh, everything's mayhem and at least in sodom gomorrah it was they weren't pretending to be married and stuff they were just they were just vile and yeah you know taking advantage of each other and stuff yeah now Um, they're trying to to play house and it's like yeah to take that vileness and 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 try to normalize it that's that's even beyond it the fact that nature keeps trying to put a stop to it ought to tell these people something yeah. Nature doesn't allow a child to be born this way or conceived. So why would why would they think that it's natural? And then afterwards, nature causes all kinds of problems from disease to I mean, look, the the way they uh interact with each other sexually causes problems. Yeah. Um, physical problems. I mean, our bodies aren't meant to be used that way. No, There's that's, a specific not, thing that happens in sex <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to happen, and that's how you get right. babies. It was when made you do for it that. another way, it, it it frustrates the body, and you you develop all kinds of problems. So, what from, about the other aspect? Whatever state this was in was was this a uh, case? Because I didn't know anything about this. So clearly, they they managed to get this onto the birth certificate. Is there also 
some arrangement in that they're allowed to actually be all three married to each other in this whatever state they're in? I, I would have expected that to be something that goes up to like the married. state. Okay, okay. They're just together calling themselves now, dads. Two of, this, of them yeah. were. And then, okay, and then a third one wants to and be. And then a third one got involved and uh, thruple. They're calling him a thruple. T-H-R-O-U-P-L-E. I guess for three couple. Um, oh, okay. Nothing is saying whether or not any of them are married. Okay, so they may or may not be. That's that's the other thing is that uh, you know, you know, at some point are they going to just throw marriage out the window and say, yeah, yeah, you know, just whatever, day by day, you know, shifting arrangements. Yeah, like that's a way to raise a kid. But yeah, the thing is, when when this whole uh, so-called um, you know gay marriage thing came down from the Supreme Court, I said the very next day, well, based on their based on the rationale that was given by the Supreme Court for this, there's no particular reason why it has to stop at two. Yeah. And, and, and what they wanted to promote as the definition of marriage, there's no reason it has to stop at two. It can be three or four or however many. It could so, be just first a of giant all, orgy house. That There's no now... reason that the Mormons can't go back to doing what they were doing all along. Right. And, and under Obergefell, a, a a, a that should be legitimized now. Because there's no reason that it has to stop at two. Right. I mean, that's the two is an arbitrary thing now that Obergefell is there. So under Obergefell, the Mormon system ought to be legitimized now, and they ought to be able to do their thing. But any particular arrangement of people who want to call themselves married and benefit from civil marital or you know uh, whatever structures are in place yeah. ought to be allowed to do so. Uh, right. the, the one that I like to point out is, is that, you know, these, these, um, these mafia families, um, yeah. they, they ought to all just get married to each other and then nobody's allowed to rat on another in states where spouses aren't allowed to testify against each other. Yeah. Well. So, well, yeah, he can't testify I against don't... me. We're married. <laughs> none, yeah. None of it really <laughs> makes sense. And it's. It's sad that it's happening, but it was pretty foreseeable. Uh, it yeah. just, but it did happen finally. Now we've got the first child with three dads. Three dads. Um, Poor kid. Meanwhile, uh, kids are taking another hit when they took uh, Dr. Seuss off the market. So Dr. Seuss is being canceled now. Um, yeah, I guess it's just some books at first, but but they keep growing the list or something like that. Yeah, because he's, I guess, I guess he's got more white people than other people. So, but I, most of the characters <laughs> in Dr. Seuss on books a, are not on account? people at all. Yeah, most characters in Dr. Seuss are, are <laughs> I don't, and I, and... I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I've ever seen a Dr. Seuss book with an actual person in it. Right, I'm trying to think, so, uh... <laughs> Je- okay, Uncle Ubner Maybe Green Eggs in his and underwear. No, that was Uncle, a white uh, man. That's right. Uncle Uncle Ub's umbrella and his underwear. Too. Okay, and then but Jerry Jordan. No, he wasn't a person. That was like um, a bear or something. Was the police in, in a pail? Uh I don't think that's a person. No, okay. it's some kind of weird looking animal. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. And the oh. one Clark. That they found in the dark. Oh, was that a person? 
I don't, no. I don't, yeah, I've never read that one. Um, no, but the other one was in a pail. the uh, the baby Bubber, uh, um, Barber Baby Bumble um, Bubbles and a Bumblebee. A, oh, the okay. baby, yeah, the baby and Barber. I think were were real. So okay, like you, you've got this smattering of people in Doctor Seuss books. Hardly any of them, any of the characters in Doctor Seuss books are actually people, but you've got this smattering of them, and because they happen to be white, you're going to cancel them. And to be honest, most of them are yellow or brown, not white. Yeah, that, but, I mean, it's uh, um, white is kind of a right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Policeman in a pail was some kind of animal. I can't tell what it is. It's it's not a human being though. So oh, okay. There's no race, right? But, I, I, the whole thing is just silly, and uh, <laughs> they keep getting sillier. The thing is, I I don't, I never, I like the uh, Doctor Seuss books, but uh, he was pretty liberal. Um, oh, as a I guy? would consider him a bad guy. I thought he was pro-abortion. Oh, really? I didn't. I I, I never even knew anything about his. I, I, Dr. Seuss. I, I, I was never aware that he had political views. You know what I mean? Well, he started out he was just as an author uh, a uh, political cartoonist. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's that's where he started. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking up here. Well, his widow is a longtime supporter of Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was probably... Uh, I, w- I guess yeah. I would... I think we can assume uh, that he's pro-abortion. Yeah. So, uh, the the color of characters in his books, which nobody notices, is kind of a silly thing to just. It's silly yeah. to point out. It's, I don't. Know. I've uh, memorized like seven or eight of those books over the years yeah. from reading them to my kids, and I don't think race was ever even thought about in any of them. No, but oh well. So, um, are, are these people who are coming up with this stuff? I mean, at what point is the level of silliness going to top out? I don't know because oh, that's the other thing. Uh, well, we got to get back to this, but uh, Trump finally comes out of the shadows and he does a speech at uh, CPAC, um, mm-hmm. and they're looking for something. So they look at the stage. And the design of the stage, I guess, I guess when you look down on it, you know what? I never even looked to see what they were talking about. Okay. I shape looks like a Nordic rune resembles a Nazi rune. A photo of the stage went viral. It's distinctive design to an odal rune. Oh my gosh. To me, it looks like uh, something you would see in uh, Pac-Man. It looks like a, it just looks like a modern, uh convention stage to me i yeah it's silly i don't get it i mean boy they are really stretching aren't they well so the uh i think the person who designed that stage did a lot of work for uh uh biden and a lot of the uh the liberals too and now she's been canceled so uh oh i I, I don't know if there is an end to it other than the fact that they kind of they it it just becomes this big cluster of everybody accusing everybody else of being racist or Nazis, and it it becomes more important for us to ignore and laugh at them. Um, oh gosh, wow! But at the same time, we got to quit being scared of being canceled. Yeah, 
I think. Yeah, no, I mean, treat it as the silliness that it is. Laugh at it. Yeah. And, 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 and don't try not to be publicly. canceled. Yeah. yeah just, uh, you know, gosh, you know. <clears throat> the reason uh, they even... were able to take the election from us is because of people hiding their uh, concerns, their Trump yeah, support. They're, they're and right. Their support and. and... If people don't stop, then this just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And I don't know. But. Oh, my. He did come out and speak. Did Mm -hmm. you hear uh, any of his, uh, any of the sound clips? No. Okay. So I guess what we can say at this point is he's not going to, he's not going away. He is here. He is coming back to the uh, realm of politics, or at least that's wow. that's what he indicated. Number one. Number two. He is not starting a new party. He's Good. okay. His plan is to take control of the Republican Party, which All he right. almost Good. did, and he still does lead it. And let's yeah, face he, it, to seventy you know something million people, uh, he still is the man. The part of the Republican Party that doesn't follow Trump ought to just go be Democrats anyway, because they're more like Democrats than they are like most of America. Right. The problem is, they're the ones making the rules for us right now. Right, right. So there's work to do. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And I, my hope is that he uh, he directs that. Because I, I don't think it's going to get done unless someone like him steps in and says, all right, this is what we have to do. A, B, C, and D. It, it needs to yeah. be spelled out clearly. We have to take back the party by going to these meetings and running for these offices. Uh, the way mom and dad did in, in mm-hmm. here in Cincinnati such a long time ago. That's right. That's right. Um, <clears throat> and if they had had the numbers, I guess something, it would have worked. It didn't work because they didn't quite yeah. have the numbers. Yeah. If they had had and, well, and if and they yeah, cheated a, 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 a sort of a, a visible um, you know leader of like a, a Trump caliber that kind of thing, then then that movement would have worked. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I was happy to see that. The other thing I was happy at is that um, look, everybody knows they stole the election. Everybody knows Trump won. They know um, they stole the election, and they admit yeah. it now. You see that Times that uh, uh, Time article? No, there was a was it the was it Time? Um, basically, they outlined how they were going to get together and steal the election, and they did it. They said, "Oh yeah, this, yeah." We, everybody, you know the the liberal uh, Democratic leadership, uh, big tech companies, and Wall Street all realized Trump had to go, so they all got together and colluded and decided no matter what, we are going to make sure this election does not go to Trump, and we're going to figure out ways to do it. They came up with the whole mail-in voting and other things like that, and it worked. And now the House is trying to introduce rules to take over from the states the rights to control their own elections, saying everybody, we're going to nationalize the rules concerning elections. Everybody's going to have to register and be part of a national voter registration database. Yeah. Um, So now they're basically going to, I mean, the the plan is to to make it easier, carve into stone the ability to steal elections. Right. That's what they're doing with the national nationalization of election rules. Yeah. Um, it's got to be fought, but I don't know how to fight it. 
I don't, <clears throat> I don't know what we could do. Yeah. Um, again, it, it comes back to leadership and that leadership has to give directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said that back, you know, this whole thing with the, uh, the, the Capitol storming the Capitol, um, even back then we said, well, I, you know, I, I guess I could conceive where Trump militarily, uh, keeps control of the White House. But it, if Trump doesn't say this is what we're doing, then it's just violence for the sake of it's, violence and it doesn't right. mean anything. It's not going to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is I mean, and, no better than what the left had been doing all summer anyway. Right. Only we, We'll get punished for it, and they yeah, won't. They so, won't. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing happen. So, um, anyway, yeah, he comes out, and as as disheartening as that was when they stole the election, um, especially for people at the bottom like us, we there's there's kind of a a, a feeling of well, I'm through. I'm I'm never voting again, or even just kind of kind of riding a dead horse and talking about how, how well, we did win. We did win it, and you guys stole it. So you keep talking about that. And then since we can't do anything about it, um, well, nothing ever gets done again, at least on right. our side. So, but that is not what Donald Trump is doing. You know, when Hillary felt that she had been cheated somehow, even I don't know why she thought that, but... Uh, she kept doing interview after interview talking about how she's the real winner. But Donald Trump, he, he didn't talk about it, really. The only thing at the end of it, he said, who knows, maybe in 2024, I'll beat him a third time. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. That's, that's the only a, thing a he, he said the, that mm-hmm. is a little jab in the gut, but he's not, right. He's not wallowing in this. No. He's not like making, uh, He's getting prepared for battle and he's right. He's getting his ducks in a row. Or at least that's, that's the impression I got with his speech. And, uh, it was good. a good speech and it was nice to hear from him. And hopefully he's going to be a lot more present. Yeah. Um, you know, who's coming up is, uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Have oh, you been man. listening yeah. to him? I have been. I've, I listened to his podcast. I, I don't want to seem blasphemous, but I, I, I think I like him almost as much as Limbaugh. <laughs> he, I mean, well, I don't. Okay, look, this is a podcast, and he doesn't, not he a doesn't do radio the, show. The, he doesn't do the three hour a day every day thing, right? And he doesn't. He doesn't um, have call in like Limbaugh. You know, Limbaugh would have right call ins, and and he would you know answer people and and stuff like that. In fact, it was kind of funny, Limbaugh. Gosh, his call-ins, you know, so, hey, Limbaugh, I agree with you. Absolutely. He said, okay, yeah, great, thanks. Hang up. If somebody disagreed with him about something, boy, that was when Limbaugh loved it. He, he, the people who disagreed yeah. with him got the most airtime on yeah. his show. Uh, but yeah, if, if, I don't know if D'Souza will ever evolve to that or not, but, but yeah, he's, I would really love good. to see it. I would like to yeah, see him on too. the radio. Me too. I, I know that he, I, I don't know how entertaining he is live. But I know he can think on his feet because he debates all the time. Oh, right. So that ought to be, yeah, yeah. He ought to be able to, to support a little bit of that. I would love to see him at least maybe fill in for one show while they're finding the the next EIB star, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going right. to say Rush's replacement because he can't be replaced. But 
I, I would love to see him uh, take a spot or, or try out for maybe, it, you, you know? know? Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be really uh, interesting. And it, I mean, he 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 started his uh, podcast not long after Rush stopped doing shows. It was kind of mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, they almost coincided oh, okay. with each other. Interesting timing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll keep our eyes on him. But I like him. Yeah. Yep, me too. And then finally, we got this. Uh, there's a bill to a bill to overhaul police practices. I, <laughs> Is I, this a national? What bill? are they going to federalize police practices? Police I don't training understand and stuff this. or something? I, that's ridiculous. Well, they're gonna they're gonna ban chokeholds. And which so, power of the uh, which power of Congress in the Constitution gives them any power at all to do that? I guess they're giving themselves new. I, I, I don't I know. Guess, uh, I don't know where they're getting this. Like, yeah. Come on, guys. Can you read? Open up the Constitution. There's 18 things you have the power to do. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't know. It, it's kind of sad, but I, I can't. I can't see how this works out real well. I can. Yeah. I can see no. how. Uh, you know, you you call the police because maybe. Okay, picture this. Uh, drunken husband is getting angry with his wife and he starts knocking her around and somebody calls the police, either her or the kids or a neighbor. And now yeah. police are dealing with his drunken husband. At this point, they, they don't have a whole lot of choices. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Especially what if, what if like <clears throat> one or two cops <clears throat> show up? Excuse me. Like if, yeah. uh, a woman you, you know and I, a man. I guess the have the, to get control of this guy. I guess the intention is that instead of putting him in a chokehold, they're supposed to take out their baton and whack him on the back of the head hard enough to knock him out. Is, yeah, is that the uh, idea? Like is that what they're King? going for? Yeah, or uh, tase yeah, they're him. Supposed to Rodney King him, or just shoot his butt. I you mean, know, if we shoot him, then when, it, as long as he, I guess, as long as he's white, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, that, it, something. What like do you that. do with know. the black woman whose husband is beating her? What do you do with that guy? I guess stand back and let it happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, this is the kind of thing I, I've I've always said that when Democrats are in charge, they don't govern; they play at government. It's kind of like playing house. You know, when you're little and you yeah. play house. You just get to make up all kinds of rules and make all kinds of decisions for your household that an adult who actually runs a household knows you can never do and you can never make those decisions. But when you're right. a kid, you don't, you, you know, you, you know, the sky's the limit. You, you make whatever decisions you get to because it's your house and you're playing house. That's how Democrats are when they get into government. That's why they're so dangerous. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just, I guess it passed in the House, this bill, and I guess it's going to go to Senate. And let's pray that it doesn't get through there. Yeah. They're talking about uh, getting rid of the major majority that you have to have. Yeah, you can uh, get oh, it the with super just majority? 50%. Yeah, super majority. So I, you're talking about to, for the— uh, If um, we give up that, then they're going to pass so many crazy things over the next year and a half. Uh, yeah, there's only certain things terrible. that they need a supermajority for, though. Huh? There's only so many things that they need a supermajority for, though. To pass these laws, don't they? What's that? To pass these kinds of laws, don't they need a supermajority? 
No, just a majority. Oh, really? They get a majority well, in both stinks. houses. It goes to the president. They need a super majority to override a veto, for example. Oh, okay. Which, which they can't get rid of that because that's constitutional. It used to be that they, I think it used to be, um, that they needed a super majority. Um, so they could pass these to, laws o- right to, now. Like to override a filibuster. And there are certain other things that um, that they need a super majority for. What about for, for uh, allowing uh, Puerto Rico to become a state? Do they need a supermajority for that? Oh, that's that's another thing. Um, that's another thing that that they may be trying to to reduce to a simple majority. Uh, I don't know if there's a constitutional rule on that or not, but but that may be another thing that because they know. definitely want to add is... Puerto Rico and um, DC DC as states, which yeah, <clears throat> it's like. The thing is, it, how would it work for D.C. to be a state? Because, like, Congress, because Congress is basically the, I mean, I know there's a mayor of D.C. and they probably have a city council and that kind of stuff. But D.C. is not a state. And Congress can pass laws outside of their normal 18 powers that affect Washington, D.C. They have the authority to do that. Yeah. But if D.C. becomes a state, Congress can no longer do that. Congress loses power over Washington D.C. if it becomes a state. Then they have. But to then, the, you, also you've got elect. this weird. Okay, now one of the states is where the seat of government. Now a state owns the seat of government, which is exactly why D.C. was created to prevent. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I like this is this goes more to what I was saying that Democrats, when they get into government, they don't govern; they play at government. They play house yeah. with the government, and it's a really dangerous thing. Yeah, it's, uh, I, well, we keep praying. And I guess, look, we have a few things on our side. Um, because things look really bleak right now. If they do these things, I, you would, you would say the country's going down. There's, there's no saving America if they, if they really have their way over the next two years. But we do have a couple things, um, and I'm, I'm not just talking about in the government right now in America, but all the things that we've talked about so far in this podcast, what's mm-hmm. going on in the church, what's going on in our culture, and what's going on in our government, it seems like the whole dang world is doomed. But here's what we have on our side. Number one, we've got reality. <laughs> yeah, they can uh, they can talk around point, reality, but they can't change smack reality. They're going to against that wall. That's right. That's right. Uh, Biden's government... Biden's rules, everything Biden did was a colossal failure. His, we lost money. We lost jobs. We lost everything under Biden. Uh, not Biden, Obama. Obama, right. Yeah. He, During he Obama's such reign, a failure as a president. Uh, uh, America just went downhill. During Trump's reign, everything went up. It, oh, gosh. Everything was really looking. And, and I think that's what honked the Democrats off more than anything. Yeah, and everything even looks the, so bright. the never Trumper Republicans were honked off about that, right? Because it showed how ineffectual they had been for the past fifty years. Yeah, but that reality still exists. And on top of that, things like the fact that it still takes a man and a woman to make a baby—that's no matter what you do in a laboratory, it still takes a man and a woman to t- yeah, make you, a baby. Gotta, That's you, not going to change. It in a dish, but you need the egg from the woman and the sperm from the man. That is reality, plain and simple. You can't change it. So we've got that on our side. And eventually, 
you hope that more and more people see this reality because when people like AOC talk about uh, whatever she's talking about, the crazy things she's talking about, you hope that more and more people will be like, all right, this is this is kind of silly. I, I mean, I could see the truth right here. When you've got CNN saying it's a peaceful protest and behind them a building is burning down. <laughs> burning buildings and throwing I mean, Molotov cocktails. <laughs> the reality is you know, right there in front of you. And CNN that's, reminds me of the uh, – you remember during the, the uh, uh, second Gulf War – like as Baghdad was being invaded by U.S. forces and the official radio station was broadcasting that the enemy is on the run. (laughs) That CNN reminds me of them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. We have reality. Number two, we know that still at least almost a majority of Americans know reality. Yeah. I would say Trump the got majority, a lot of votes. I, I, you know, I, I, Trump got a lot of votes and I would say that, that the majority of, of Americans, what you see on, you know, the, the news, what you end up being able to read in, you know, like, like when you jump onto your internet browser and, and it shows, you know, like top stories before you even type in a URL yeah. to go to Google or whatever, your browser probably collects some feeds from some key places, shows top stories, all of that stuff. Uh, what you hear, you know, a lot, just look at your, you know, social media stuff and what gets filtered and, and arranged for the feeds and that kind of stuff. I would say that all of that stuff together is being done by like less than 10% of the people in the United States. Yeah. Trying to convince you that the rest of us don't yeah, exist. Exactly. And and maybe there's another thirty percent of the people that actually fall for some of that stuff, but I think the majority of people really don't fall for it, really don't believe it, really do understand reality, and are, you know, either wondering, well, what the heck am I going to do about it, or yeah. think, well, I'll just keep my mouth shut because everybody else is out in this, you know, la la land, right? And that is the problem now that's the problem we face is that people are keeping their and there's also a there's a pretty good percentage of people who just don't care who don't well, yeah think there is that any you've, of you've this stuff this big, affects them it's this, like this well it is of, what it is what do i care yeah uh, i i still got to go to work tomorrow morning so i don't really care what you guys do in washington right uh but the fact that that so many people do see the truth and understand the truth all it takes is that trigger to turn yeah. on the courage for them to start speaking. Right. Or that trigger to open up a platform for them to start speaking. Not each one speaking out individually, but just giving, you know, being able to, to talk in normal conversations and say, yeah, I think, you know, I think this whole transgender thing is stupid. And to be able to say yeah. that out loud in public or at the workplace or whatever. Uh, all it takes is that little thing to trigger the, the, you know, the courage to just be honest and wow, it's over for the liberals at that point. Yeah. So in government and in culture right now, we've got those two things. We've got reality and we've got, I I think we still got a majority. Call it the real people. uh, We got to tap into that, but it's there 
and it offers us hope. Absolutely. Um, and you know, now, you see ahead. that when when we talk about culture, let's go back to the ecclesiastical thing. We see that it's there because of the accelerating rise in popularity, for example, of the traditional mass and traditional worship forms. Yeah. Well, that's among Catholics, but I think there's also a, a similar um, phenomenon that we're going to start seeing of people wanting less weirdness in what they consume in terms of entertainment and so on and so forth in in the secular world. We would hope that. Well, I expect to see it. But that is one thing, is that that's the other thing. In the spiritual realm, we still have God on our side. Oh, that's right. That certainly yeah. means something. Yeah. I mean, the it doesn't necessarily mean anything right now, because God allows us, God gives us enough rope to hang ourselves sometimes. As a matter of fact, he does it often. Throughout the Bible, he yeah. kept giving the Israelites enough rope to hang themselves and they kept doing it. And then he would come in and save them. It stinks because when you, when you look at the freedoms we have here in America and how many people are, I don't know if they're going to hell, but they're doing things that will, that will put them in hell. And it's a shame. Abusing the freedoms so badly. Yeah. I see what you mean. Right. And right. But, we hope that God still has some love for America and will pull us out of this. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but I know one thing. Uh, when I think about the fact that I think Pope Francis has a real dislike for traditional Catholics, he has a real dislike for Americans, and he has a real dislike for the traditional Latin Mass, um, it worries me because he might take it away from us, and he could take it away from us. Yeah. But I'm not real worried about it because he can't take God away from us. That's right. God is still God. God said because he would our, be our, here, and he said his church would be here. And, you know, the, that's the thing. I mean, our our the groundedness of traditional Catholics is because of their love for God. The uh, devotion to the traditional Mass is because we love God, and we see this and, and so much... Uh, worship given to god in the mass and and in fact americans who love america well you know what that's grounded in our love for god too for for us catholics it is yeah certainly um and it it goes back to what we've been saying all along is that the the freedom we enjoy here in america allows the most people to do the most good and harnesses or uh limits the amount of damage that bad people can do. And yeah. we hope that that will continue, but whether it continues or not, it might be a point at which uh, the good people who are here in America, who are enjoying the traditional Latin mass and who are enjoying uh, the freedom to do good might have to go through some suffering first, might have to uh, suffer some martyrdom. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see and pray, and hopefully it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, it's not going to destroy the church. It'll no, only make that's it true. stronger. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. That's what keeps happening Ultimately. throughout history. So um, that's all I've got for the main segment there. That's 
all I've got to except I want to mention one thing um, in because we talked briefly about um, America um, February issue of first things magazine there's an article um, it, it's kind of actually written from a um, a Jewish point of view it's called Lincoln's almost chosen people first things February issue I don't know whether you can get it online or not but I just wanted to mention that article because in that article, even though this wasn't the point of the article and the article didn't make this argument, but you read that article and you see in it a very solid and uh, almost profound argument for American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to put that out there for anybody who wants to go check it out. First things. First things, um, February 2021, Lincoln's Almost Chosen People. Okay. I will check that out. Uh, now, in the news. In the news. Um, so, uh, okay, we talked about this a little bit. No, we didn't talk about this one. Uh, the Equality Act has passed the House, uh, is headed to the Senate. I guess this essentially erases... Uh, gender, you know. Oh, much the any one where they're not allowed to write law. The, the, they can't write rules or laws yeah. that contain certain relational terms or something like that. What weren't some of the terms kind of silly, like like cousin and or you know that didn't even seem to have any gender to it. I don't know. All I know is that it it kind of any man can do what. If somebody says only women can do something, now a man can do it. That's, and I guess vice versa. But although I don't, half the things that men do, but, I don't but understand this, why a this woman only would has want to, to do, do with. But. This only has to do. I mean, this isn't like an ERA kind of a thing. This, the, this is only re- concerning the rules of the house regarding the text with which laws are constructed or something like that. No, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. No, I I, I know what you're talking about. Because I keep hearing them talking about, well, okay, now women can play men's, or men can play women's sports, and yeah, it's it's a rule, it's part of the rules package for the hundred and seventeenth. It's the basically the rules for the hundred and seventeenth um, uh, session or whatever. For, for uh, it would prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. In employment, housing, public accommodations, public education, federal federal funding, credit, and so. What are you talking about? Because I was looking at, I was looking this at. So we may be talking Act. about. We may be talking about two different things. What's it called? What's it called? Yeah, the Equality Act. It was just voted in. So gender identity is one of them. So if I want to go okay. play Equality sports. Act. If I want to go wrestle for the women's wrestling team, all I got to do is say I'm a female and now I can beat up all the girls and basically dominate women's sports, which is already happening. But certain leagues may have tried to put a stop to it. They cannot put a stop to it anymore. I Uh, tell you what, eventually this is going to go to the church. Yep. And it's it's going to say you have to ordain women. That is what this is headed toward. Services and federally funded programs to include well, retail federally stores, funded services means... such as banks and legal services and transportation, 
Yeah, it's tending that way. I don't think this act specifically will go there. But no, this won't. But it will soon. Yes. Um, and it's 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 doing all kind. Of, this act itself is doing a lot of damage. But yeah, it's uh, a bad act. It's, it's, it's a really really act bad should act. Should not be passed. Probably one of the worst we've ever passed. But at least one of the stupidest we've ever passed. But. Uh, it's it is what it is. They're doing it. I mean, I I don't see any way to stop it. You can write your congressman. I don't I don't really tell people to write their congress. I don't I don't yeah, think it I don't does believe anything. it really does anything. <laughs> um, so that's that. Now uh, they have. A, a, I guess the House has just passed the Joe Biden's uh, COVID relief packet. I don't. Why are people still talking about COVID? I haven't um, known anyone with COVID for probably four months. I don't think people have COVID anymore. I I really yeah, there's, don't. There's some who get it. I'm trying to think of somebody who who. You, no, I guess I don't know somebody who actually you know got who, it. You know what we stopped getting now suddenly is the flu. Yeah, nobody gets the flu anymore. <laughs> yeah, because of all the masks we're wearing or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's what they're trying to say anyway. I think right now, what's going on right now is people get the flu and then they come in and they say, they well, you got COVID. COVID. Yeah. So uh, he's supposed to be, uh, He they signed a $1.9 trillion relief package and oh, they're going to send some more payments out. I don't know, whatever. They're just printing money now. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. just silly. Yeah. So get this. Uh, Cuba approves its first animal welfare law. And, uh, Cuba? <laughs> it, it, so some civil society groups are saying that it doesn't go far enough because it, it doesn't outlaw animal sacrifice or cockfighting. Ah, uh, okay. So the cockfights are still going to stay open in Cuba. Right. And you can still treat people economy. however you want, but you can yeah, I know only the, do certain things with The government can animals. still enslave people, but animals have rights now. Right. So, uh, they will, it'll regulate scientific experiments on animals. Like Cuba does any scientific oh, experiments. Are you kidding me? People can still be enslaved by their government. But you're not allowed to use animals for the service of people like scientific experiments. Right. That's what it is. I think probably they, for like pregnancy tests, they still use the rabbit ovaries. That's probably what that is. That's I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a backward third world society. Can't catch me because your rabbit done died. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, this is a no- this one should be in the uh, in the, mine. Uh, nonsense news. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the United States Capitol Police have asked okay. the National Guard remain there for another sixty days because they're afraid of a second attack on the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's because Trump came out came out and made a speech or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trump came out and. Gave everybody a rah, rah, rah. So now we must be oh, no. planning a second attack. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Would you not be so embarrassed if you were a capital know, cop? And be it's like, like, man, wh- these people think we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, I, mean, I really think like, 
people who live in Washington, D.C., I think they're all that stupid and they don't even realize how stupid they are. I, that is possible. You know, and, and I, I, I gotta, I gotta, even a lot of dumb people too. who don't know they're dumb. Like, yeah, AOC. Exactly. She doesn't realize how stupid. And you she can try no to convince her, try to show her, look, this is truth here. This is reality, but she can't see that. She just, yeah. I'm smart enough to make my own reality. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Let me see if I can pronounce these things. Okay. Scientists discover Jaratitanus. D-Z-H. How do you pronounce that consonant? D-Z-H-A. Jaratitanus. King. A new dinosaur found in, uh, in Asia, just north of Afghanistan, uh, this new fossil. And, uh, so it's a new kind of dinosaur. New oh, dinosaur. wait a minute. Massive new wait dinosaur. A wait, a minute, wait, like... wait, 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 No, I'm wrong. I thought we had a new dinosaur. No, it's is, the is first it time we found this, uh, dinosaur in that area of Asia. Oh, oh okay. okay. An already existing one. Okay. Yeah. So it was like the uh, Diplodocus. It's a Diplodocus-like dinosaur fossil. Um, but I, I guess think of like a Brontosaurus uh, mixed with uh, what's the kind that looks like a platypus? Um, okay. So it's a, a those two bodies kind of combined hmm. to see this thing, uh, and they're okay, so like, like the maybe platypus a, tap paddles and stuff but a brontosaurus sort okay. of neck and head yeah okay yeah but there so is they, a they new dinosaur in, in january 2021 says massive new dinosaur might be the largest creature to roam earth found in argentina they're calling it argentinosaurus uh who right now believed to be one of the closest related species to the newly discovered titanosaur so I guess there is some. Oh wow, they've got like some people standing by on on like the what looks like it might the be Ninja the Ninja Titan. Of the Are you talking about the Ninja Titan? No, Ninja oh, Titan. Argentinosaurus. Argent, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that sounds like it's a new one that they discovered. But what? Uh, they're calling it. They're saying it's possibly just a Titanosaur. So Argentinosaurus is the specific oh. remains, I guess. I, I've never heard of a Titanosaur. I've never heard of one of those either. You know what? Well, we've I, we've see, been out of I, the dinosaur game for a while, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. I question some of these things. Because I know they find like one single bone and they build a whole dinosaur out of it. And you look at the actual bones that they have. Like, okay, go to the Wikipedia Argentinosaurus and you can see the actual bones that they found. And they built the rest of the dinosaur out of that. And it's like, wait a minute. But you this, don't know. I, I, see, what... I see like this picture of three guys. Parts standing at at the excavation site with the uh the backbone and and i think it's actually the start of the tailbone but it's like well that's pretty huge that that belonged to some big animal that is a big old bone yeah so my dog would have trouble eating that (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's all the news i got okay well, I got a few things. Uh, I got to decide what order to put these in. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. All right, I know what order I'm going to go in. So first, 
uh, a New York City steakhouse um, has to observe their um, limits in terms of how many people they can sit at seats and that oh, kind okay. of stuff. Yeah. And so rather than just leave them empty, they borrowed wax um, mannequins, I guess, from Tussard's, yeah. uh, uh, Madame Tussard's uh, wax museum to occupy the tables that aren't supposed to be occupied by people. So you might dine next to, um, you know, somebody like uh, um, Audrey Hepburn or, you know. Oh, I thought you uh, said, oh, wax Wax Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, wax statues. wax mannequins from from Tussard's okay. from Madame Tussard's wax museum. These earbuds don't work real well and I thought you said oh. black mannequins. Oh, black mannequins. Oh yeah, would, they got they got only with black, black people. I, <laughs> hey, look at me. I've got a black friend. <laughs> These but people you know are what? really that white. wouldn't be surprising in today's world, would it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wax so you Anyways, can dine with uh, John you Wayne can, and you can dine next all to kinds yeah, of people. yeah exactly or you know, Martin Luther King. Those, I guess. <laughs> all right, uh, next. So a woman in Seattle bought a crochet kit at a thrift shop, and she opened it up and found a uh, a kilo of cocaine <laughs> inside. Wow. <laughs> Some guy got in a lot of trouble. I know, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Can like, you imagine? He had to. He had to ditch it. <laughs> Nearest thing was this crochet kit. He figured he'd come back for it. Now his, uh, um, either he, or like all the way back in the factory, like <laughs> you know, I hid it in here to keep from getting arrested. But I mean, a whole kilo. That's that's like that's somebody ended up with uh, concrete shoes for that. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, dangerous. That's, I know, I know. I think so. about that every now and then. I I think, you know, like, they'll have, uh, they'll have, like, a TV series in one of the episodes. They find a bunch of money and they end up keeping it or whatever. And I always, whenever I see these episodes, I think about the guy who lost it, who had obtained it illegally, but now he's, you know, he lost the mob's, you know, $50,000. Oh, now, right. somebody's got to pay for that. And That's right. If I ever found that much money, I don't know what I'd do. Cause I, I think I'd probably turn it in because I'm like, somebody's going to lose. Somebody's going to get their throat slit over this. I don't want it on my hands. No. Gosh. <laughs> All right. This will be interesting to us because we used to have goats. Uh, it's not a goat yeah. story. It's a sheep story. So. Okay. A wild Australian sheep. So this is, I guess, a, a sheep in the wild that was found outside of Melbourne in Australia. Um, and it, I guess it was sickly or whatever. So, you know, they got it. They, mm -hmm. they caged it. And they sheared it to get rid of all its wool. Uh, it yielded 78 pounds of wool. That is a lot of wool. Can you imagine? <laughs> so... They've got videos of this thing. They've got videos of the sheep, and they've got videos of taking the wool off and stuff on the link I sent. So, the, I mean, that that raises a couple things. Like, first of all, hey, let's start breeding these things, but or <laughs> even cross them with domestic sheep so we can get something that will give us more wool. Yeah. But also, what? why are they catching? Are they, are they endangered or something? Well, I the species. It says it was a wild and ailing sheep was found in a forest. 
And I guess just because it was obviously sick or something, they said, well, let's see what we can do for this animal. So they took it in and, and sheared it. Typically, sheep are sheared every year. Yeah. And and get, I guess this one was wild, so it had, yeah, I mean, it, and you can look at it, it is, it is nasty. It, I mean, this wool is not going to be used to produce any kind of clothing or anything. Be surprised what they could do with some bleach. <laughs> okay, but well. You know. The thing is, um, I mean, like There's if you found a, a wild deer sweaters there. with, mm-hmm. with a, a broken leg or something, I mean, you, you wouldn't try to cage it, you would just shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, you know Even I, the I SPCA would, like, if it, if a deer say, gets hit by a car and it's suffering, the SPCA will come out and they'll shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Pee Wee, Pee Wee. Uh, we got a cousin. He's kind of a character. Um, he was driving to work and he saw some lady on the side of the road, so he pulls over, and in front of her car is a deer that she had hit. And she said she'd called the SPCA and she was waiting for the SPCA to come out and do something with it because yeah. it was still alive and it was obviously in pain. So Pee Wee stood around waiting for him because he's like, I'm going to get this deer. And yeah. uh, this SPCA guy comes out and shoots it and Pee Wee's getting excited because he's going to throw it in his truck and take it home and butcher it. And the guy picks it up and throws it in the SPCA truck. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Can I, can I have, can that? I, can I take it? Can I, yeah. I'll eat it. And the guy's like, screw you. I'm eating it. <laughs> he took it. He took it. To, I mean, that's like a Pee Wee should have just shot at himself. You know, he had a gun in his trunk. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, okay. The thing is, there's a, there's a, but you got to buy tags if you want to. Oh, okay, that's first right. Of all, it that's has right. To be in even season. even for a, a hit deer, yeah, you have to have a tag. Yeah, so this and, is out of season. Uh, but the thing is, and the SP, he I guess gets the to S- shoot a deer out of season, and he doesn't he have to use SPCA. one of his tags. And he doesn't yeah, have to field fair. dress it right there because normally right. you he have can to take field it back and, him, right. Well, you do. I don't think you have to. But oh, okay. You, I you just do because it ruins the meat. It. Yeah. yeah, it makes it lighter and it keeps stomach stuff from leaking out onto the meat. But okay, this guy so gets to not use his tag and gets a deer and he gets to do it out of season. And gosh, yeah. uh, I mean, if you know how to how to do that, you just he was pretty angry. He was he was hard to deal your... with that whole day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so okay. anyway, yeah, they, they, uh, I guess they saw the sickly deer. They said, hey, let's, let's catch and shear that thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, my last, um, item is, I guess, California. Um, oh, okay, so she, the, she went in to get her new driver's license. And they said, okay, go over there for your picture. And she was waiting for them because you go into the DMV, you got to wear a mask. And she's waiting for them to say, take your mask off for the picture. They never did. Yeah. She's, she's got a driver's license that has her face with a mask on it, on the driver's Wasn't license that picture. Convenient. I know. I mean, gosh, talk about, you know, but the thing is. That makes uh, fake identity IDs theft so much so easy. easy. Yeah, exactly. So, we should all do that. 
<laughs> I could be Rusty Shackleford. I could, it's like, yeah, that could be anybody. You just need a little bit of the, the right hair and, and, and the right color eyes, and uh, anybody could be behind that mask. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Rusty Shackleford is? What's that? Do you know who Rusty Shackleford is? No, I did not. That's uh, King of the Hill, Dale's oh, never stolen identity. It. He always... Okay. okay. Well, there's a character named Dale, and he's funny, and he's all paranoid, and he always uses a fake identity, and it's always Rusty Shackleford. Oh, okay. One of the episodes, there was really a Rusty Shackleford, and he came to get his identity back, but... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, it's it's funny. I I love that show. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's late and we need our sleep. Yeah, we started so like I this. Yes. Yeah. We will talk to you all next week or in two weeks, depending on what happens, because we keep missing a week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, think about what we said, and as always. Circle the beads. Keep praying, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.